1: Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. My name is William bibiani I'm a film critic for The rap and IGN and CriticallyAcclaimed.net. Everybody calls me Bibs.
0: My name is Whitney Seibold. Yes. And I am a bringer of joy. Clearly. <laughs> I have a lot of energy tonight. Yeah, it's uh, another late one for us. So uh, we're going to have to keep this
1: peppy because we have a really weird one. Uh, all this month on Cancel Too Soon, we are reviewing failed television series based off of Marvel Comics. And as with every month, we had to do an episode that was selected by our Patreon subscribers. We do a poll every month, patreon.com slash cancel too soon and our listeners get to pick one episode that we review one tv Mm. series for us to review and this time uh, as you may have heard us announce in the last episode there was a three-way tie and since they were all failed pilots we were like screw it let's just dump as many as we can into november (laughs) so we're doing a bunch in rapid succession we just did the failed pilot for generation x which was a live action television series based off of a Actually, it's not short-lived, although it is over uh, and, like and, a teen... An X-Men
0: spin-off. Yeah. yeah, there was a
1: teen X-Men spin-off. It lasted like, I don't know, it was like 75, 100 issues or something, but it, it, it is it gone was, now. It was,
0: it was notable. It had yeah, its
1: fans. It was a big deal. And uh, yet, not every failed television series based off of a Marvel property was based off of a Marvel property that anyone gave a
0: crap about. <laughs> and, it, and in fact, this one has a, a rather checkered past.
1: Yeah, this is a weird... Weird, weird thing. It is a failed pilot based off of the superhero that, of course, you've heard of, Solar Man. yet oh. And we're back. That's a really (laughs) long opening credit sequence. Uh, Stan Lee wrote the lyrics to that song. Yeah, so Solar Man Mm -hmm. is not a Stan Lee creation. It's not even a Marvel Comics creation. Solar Man was created for Pendulum Press. Is it Pendulum Press? Pendulum Comics? Um, I think it's
0: Pendulum Press.
1: They were created for a mm. uh, a comic book company that was mostly known for doing things like Classics Illustrated, like oh it's Treasure Island, but it's a comic book. Before th- fuck you, Cliff Notes. I've got this instead. <laughs> it's way better. Um, and that those was those things
0: m- got kids into so much trouble back in the day. Oh yeah, it's like oh oh yeah, I've read Moby Dick. No, you read the Classics comics. That's, it's got yeah. quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, classics, the general gist of it.
1: Classics comics were the only comics my mom was okay with me reading as a kid. Like, she was always very begrudging mm-hmm. about my, me reading comics. Uh-huh. But if it was Classics Illustrated, she was like, cool. Good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, at, at least you're learning about High Lit, you know. There you go. Uh, but yeah, he was
1: created in the 1970s, in 1979, uh, by David Oliphant and M. Barbara O'Brien. Um, and he was created to sort of raise awareness of alternative energy sources at he a time was, when the energy crises were starting to become hot-button mm, news no, item.
0: It depends what you mean by crisis. Um, <laughs> obscure, a uh, deep-cut Simpsons reference there. Uh, th- th- he was pretty much like Captain Planet, pre-Captain Planet. Yeah. there. This was about the time when these like notions of socially conscious children's entertainment really started to creep into uh, the public discourse in a big way. And you and I were raised on cartoons that were predicated on this sort of stuff. Yeah, there had to be some sort of... There's like a government mandate that a certain percentage of the entertainment had to be directly educational or informative in some way. Which
1: is why a lot of 1980s cartoons, but even especially the ones that have like almost no redeeming value, like <laughs> He-Man or G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, which are, maybe they're fine entertainment, but there's not a lot to them. They would often end with, like, they really some... help little little sketches or little bits about, like, here's G.I. Joe, we just got done killing a whole bunch of fascists, but don't forget
0: how to protect your food from bears when you're camping. Yeah, yeah, or, but my favorite was, don't jump your bike over felled power lines. Like, is this is this a about. common thing where kids commonly b- jumping their bikes over felled power lines? It's kind like
1: Law and Order. Like, it happened once and it was kind of a big deal, and so they Maybe. decided we better do a G.I. Joe about it. But oh. my favorite one was like He-Man would just have nothing about anything. Like, it'd be an episode where <laughs> He-Man and Orko met a cyber
0: wizard, and, and they through... had and they had the new play- tank play set that they could drive around yeah. in. And, yeah,
1: yeah, and it, and you be this whole dumb action thing, and at the end He-Man would be like, "Hey, kids, remember?" earlier in this episode when I didn't let Orco drive the tank that's because Orco
0: doesn't have a license <laughs> so Eternia has a DMV so where do you think Skeletor works so kids shows kids
1: programming kids comics that had mm. um, a positive message or an educational factor were a hot ticket item and as a result at least partly of that uh, mm. Marvel Comics got into an arrangement with David Oliphant to reimagine Solar Man as a Marvel hero. Mm-hmm. And Stan Lee ended up getting in on that action. So he co created this version okay. of Solar Man with uh, Oliphant again and Margaret Lash. And this version of Solar Man is the version we see in this pilot. Uh, his uh, teenager named Ben Tucker who acquires a uh, bracelet okay, or, of power from okay.
0: space and becomes Solar Man. And when he activates it, he says, do your thing. Yeah. A kid named Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Has a magic widget on his hand. Yeah. Says, "Do your thing," and turns into a different hero. I did not expect there to be this much of a through line <laughs> with,
1: with the, the thing. This and
0: and Fred and Barney meet the Thing.
1: Yeah, we just cannot escape that that terrible, terrible <laughs> cartoon. But like, it, yeah, it, it, is it
0: is the it is the new guidepost by which we navigate popular culture. So the Solar Man comic book debuted. Oh jeez, when
1: was it? It was like it was, the mid
0: eighties, and it was early. It wasn't like eighty three or something? No, No, it wasn't
1: that early, because I remember when it came out, okay. and I was reading at the time. I actually bought, there were two issues of Solar Man. You were reading comics in the 80s. I bought them both. Yes, I was. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I bought both issues of Solar Man, and I always wondered why (laughs) why there were never any more, and it turns out no one gave a crap. But by God, somewhere at my mom's house, I still have those in a box somewhere.
0: Um and uh, sell them. That might be worth a couple cents by now.
1: And it seemed like it might. I guess they thought they had some energy behind it, so mm-hmm. they pushed some money together. A lot of it, David Oliphant's money, who I guess had money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they decided to put together a pilot oh. episode for an animated series, which is and standard standard length, twenty two minutes, and, and standard kitty action mm-hmm. adventures thing with a superhero.
0: And it, it's now uh, and the version they put together is now free of that social consciousness. That that Solar Man was conceived in. I mean, it's vaguely in there, but like, I feel like there's no talk about solar energy or alternate energy sources. The
1: idea that solar energy is good because it supercharges the superhero Mm -hmm. is
0: about as far as it would go. It's about as deep as Nuclear Man from Superman 4. Oh, fuck you. Nuclear Man is deep. Okay? (laughs) Nuclear Man (laughs) is a complicated (laughs) metaphor
1: for the Cold War Uh, and the the idea that easy solutions for the Cold War. would only lead to more complicated repercussions down the road. Mm. All right, So Superman de-armed the entire world in Superman 4. What happens? Well, superheroes become the new arms race, and so we get a nuclear man instead. That makes
0: sense. That's good storytelling. It's an interesting concept. It's too bad it's a crappy movie that tells it badly. Look,
1: it's a cheap, stupid movie, but I I maintain it's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story, bad movie. That's my point. (laughs) That's why I still like it, because the badness is still kind of entertaining. It's bad because it's cheap and silly, not because it's mean and incompetent. It's not a it's just bad cheap, yeah. it's, but it's, not a, it's
0: not a bad idea. It's yeah. just bad in every other way. It's actually
1: my favorite Superman story that's ever been put mm. in a live-action film. Is it the best live-action film? No, but it's my best story.
0: He's had <laughs> it's the best idea. That, yeah, you take Christopher Reeve's own story too. You take the narrative,
1: structure, and, yeah. you you take the of narrative structure of Superman four, and you put Man of Steel money behind it. You know, tweak it a little bit. Make you know instead of Nuclear Man, go with Bizarro or whatever. Mm. But like. You got a great movie. There's no reason why you can't <laughs> kick ass. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I defend Superman 4. Alright. Buckle up. <laughs> Solar Man, however, you
0: cannot abide.
1: There's there's not much to Solarman.
0: Well, and Solar Man was on the shelf for like five friggin' years. Yeah,
1: it was on uh, they put it on a VHS. Okay, hold on a second. I got I got this written down. All right, so it was made in nineteen eighty six. It was released on VHS in nineteen eighty nine. It's kind of like a Marvel tie in thing. Like mm-hmm. we ran into it with Barbie and the Rockers. Mm-hmm. They would just shove it on a VHS and sell it. It, it sounds
0: like a like a. a yeah, you include it in the box with an action figure, or it comes with, like, a Happy Meal, like, three extra bucks, and you get this VHS with your Happy Meal at McDonald's. Exactly. Like yeah. That was
1: a thing that happened once. It was, like, 22 minutes, so they didn't even bother getting a full-length tape, so it was real simple. <laughs> um, Super
0: lightweight. It didn't end
1: up premiering on television until, until 1992, and... Uh, on, on Fox diff- Kids on Fox Kids and reports differ on when exactly I've seen some uh places say it was September the be- the the date the card date I got was October 24th 1982 or ni- some- 92 92 sorry mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah some people say it was November so hard to say. It
0: was definitely 92, though, because uh, the the version of this I watched had the Fox Kids bumpers. Oh, yeah. And I remember those dang things, because there was Dynamo Duck.
1: Yes. It (laughs) was a private detective duck who sounded like Inspector Gadget who, like, yeah. walked around. He was a little duck. He was a was real like duck. A, and they a just real, gave it, like, a hard-boiled
0: real voice. real live-action duckling wandering around miniature sets carrying a brief... We should cover Dynamo Duck on this show at the some Dynamo point. Dynamo Duck was a show. He, he was a series of bumpers. He may Maybe we'll do, like, a monthly movie kind of thing. But, yeah, it was sort of like yeah. a... a A a, a little side project in TV history.
1: You know, I'm not against it. That's that's an
0: interesting... If we can track down all the episodes of Dynamo Duck. That's the trick.
1: We gotta track them all down. But uh, it's a a corner of the TV universe and not a lot of people explore.
0: So maybe. But I was watching a lot of Saturday morning cartoons in in the early to mid-90s, and I remember Dynamo Duck very well. Um, And this was around the same time when it finally aired when X-Men, the animated series, came out as well. So superhero cartoons were about to boom again. Well, it it debuted... Oh, you know what? The version I said... I saw said it was going to debut a week before... Uh, X-Men the X-Men, animated, yeah. X-Men the animated series and I remember when that debuted because they kind of leaked it a little early. It was they supposed did. To, They they, they, they it had, they had a, and they ha- no they didn't air it by accident. They had people vote in what they wanted to see and they got so many votes for the show that hadn't aired yet that they just had to air X-Men. I remember that now. That's and insane. and a, yeah. and I remember it was a part of a uh, like a Halloween special that they had on Fox Kids. Yeah. And be- a guy dressed as Beetlejuice, not Michael Keaton. Yeah, filming at Universal Studios in Hollywood, and some contest winner, like a ten-year-old kid with no charisma whatsoever, because he's just some ten-year-old kid, (laughs) got to introduce all these shows. Beautiful. So yeah, it was definitely like late October that this aired. Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: Obviously, it didn't get picked up, and even if it had, it would (laughs) have. They would have had to work backwards because it had already been like the Mm. the team had been disbanded for six years.
0: They (laughs) would have had to. They would have had to. Just start over again. At that Allegedly,
1: point. the reason why Fox didn't pick it up or whatever TV stations didn't pick it up was uh, that there were advisors who were telling everybody that the superhero boom is going to die. Like, no mm. one, kids aren't going to care about superheroes. Pretty
0: soon, oh, they they were at a, at a low clip at that point. You yeah, know, but all that, the stuff from the seventies had kind of died out. There's
1: this weird trend, especially in the eighties, of TV networks, and I think because you know kid shows had to be educational mm-hmm. and they had to like. You know, and they had to sell toys. There was a whole lot of complicated extra stuff right. that you had to think about when you were doing kids programming as opposed to when you were putting on, like, 30-something. So there was this trend of TV networks talking to outside agencies about what should we do with our kids' programming. There's no more legendary example of this that I know of
0: mm. than what
1: happened to Ghostbusters, or rather the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. So the real Ghostbusters, you may recall, was the animated series based off of the Ghostbusters movie with, you know, mm. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. And... Be
0: the, in the yeah. space between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Uh,
1: yeah, but, mm. like, the idea was it actually took place, like, in continuity. It's just like, look, they have this job. Mm-hmm. They keep busting ghosts slimer ends up joining the team and like that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that, that was the whole gig they,
0: they, they had to legally redesign the characters because they didn't have the rights to the celebrity likenesses mm-hmm. so they look really weird but they're the same characters.
1: yeah basically uh uh Ray ends up looking like vankman vankman mm-hmm. ends up looking like Ray
0: egon I don't know what the fuck egon looks like the guy from the lead singer of, he looks like the lead singer of that really like seagulls well, Flock of Seagulls, I was going to say the cartoons, that really weird psychobilly Danish band oh, that did okay. that, that really hyperactive version of Witch Doctor about yeah. 20 years ago. And then uh, uh,
1: Winston just looks
0: like some guy. I don't know, where just, I don't know it who they they're modeling like him after. Yeah.
1: Looks like a younger version of Winston, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the for a while, the series was really popular because they were it was unusually well animated and written for the time, mm. and there were a lot of really really good episodes that are like legit well written and they were written by like people like Jay Michael Straczynski who would go on to create Babylon Five and, um, but as the sh- the show ended up getting popular because it got popular, the network started to
0: interfere. Yeah, they yeah. were like, oh,
1: well, we didn't care as long as we thought it was just going to get cancelled in a season, but if it's going to be like a flagship thing, we'd better put our stamp on it. And so they went to this outside agency, and the outside agency just pulled advice out of their ass. Mm. Like, Janine's glasses were, like, triangles. They were too pointy. Yeah, kids are scared of pointy things, so make your glasses circular.
0: You do realize it's a show about ghosts and monsters, and it's gonna be scary. I think the pointy glasses are the least of the kids' concern. Another thing they had
1: to do is they had to stop talking about the ghosts as if they were actually the ghosts of dead people. Mm. Like, that's too scary, so you couldn't do that.
0: Well, they, Um, they were very coy about that in the original film, though. They talked about, like, interdimensional deities. It was rarely... But they were also ghosts. They were also ghosts. And like, that, uh, the, that librarian is clearly a ghost. Yes.
1: And uh, but also just like, oh, yeah, Winston needs to be the driver. Why does Winston need to be the driver? Reasons. Hmm. Just like in parentheses, you, racism, close parentheses.
0: You could actually find books that are loaded with nothing but like the stupidest notes that writers have received from oh yeah. studio heads. Oh yeah. The, the title of the book is A Martian Would Never Say That. <laughs>
1: I know people who've, like, worked on television shows or mm. even produced television shows. And, like, they have, like, at the end of, like, the run of their show, they would put together a list of every bullshit note. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, a coffee table book of just, like, things you're not allowed to do. Uh, like, you know, just the too much too much decapitation here. Mm. Cut it down a bit. Like, you cut it down too much. What do you think? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but back to Solar Man. <laughs> Solar Man. Let's 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 delve into a little bit deeper into what Solar Man is, because on the surface, it's really quite simple. And when you dig deeper down, it's really quite simple. But there's a little bit more detail. Uh, So it's a story of Ben Tucker. And he's a teenager who wants to be a comic
0: book artist. But his dad is a sports dad. And he, he's kind of a wimpy balding guy, even though he talks about, "Oh, I gotta go on this seven mile run tomorrow morning." and yeah. like, he, he doesn't look like a seven mile run kind of guy. No, he doesn't look but, he,
1: he, like Butch or he buff looks like or, Stephen
0: Tobolowski. You know, he's he's not yeah. not not a but like a, he's like, not a super jock looking guy.
1: Yeah, but he's really judgmental about mean, his son to the point where his son will like be drawing comics in his room, and he'll hear his dad come in, and he'll like rush over to the exercise between. Yeah. He's like two oh nine. To 10 and dad's like good i'm glad you're not writing drawing those stupid comic books they're bad and stupid
0: and sports goodbye uh, to be fair his comics suck his comics do so the, the, there's the, the, in order to the problem is when you're doing a cartoon about comics you have to convey that it's Extra fictional within the fiction that we're viewing, mm-hmm. yeah. so it can't. The comic he's working on can't be a better idea than the show he's in. Yeah, so, so they have to really dumb it down and make it like super simple. So he's so doing he's a comic like called Space Ranger. Space Ranger, not not to do with the TV show Space Rangers. No, which was quite good. But uh, he, yeah, it's like little stickmen, and it's like the most generic thing you could think of. And
1: I love his creative process because he's doing these like big basic four-panel layouts, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Space Ranger, like, knocks out a comet, and it's like, and then he lands, and he's talking it out as he's he's drawing, and then he lands on a spaceship where he meets the most beautiful alien in the world. Now, let's see. Should she be good or evil? (laughs) Dude, you got to work on your creative process. Um, you really shouldn't like judge your characters like that. You should yeah. really kind of look at their motivation and sort of what drives them. What are they afraid of? You know, don't worry about whether they're evil or what, not. What, what the story will determine that for you.
0: Uh, what if? Then what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Wiener Dog. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, but uh, yeah, and he he uh, he also like wears his jacket with the sleeves rolled up and has a popped collar. So that date and, day- he's a, and he's this is. A- and, he's, and with a necktie. So this instantly dates this. He's, I, I, he's dressed like a mid 80s yuppie. It's aired in 1992 and it looks wrong.
1: Yeah, he, like, is he, he's like, he's 14 and he's dressing like, I don't know, like the Secret of My Success era Michael J. Fox. I, I
0: was going to say Gordon Gecko, but yeah, yeah, same same thing.
1: Um, meanwhile, in space, mm. the evil Gormaga Crawl, which <laughs> I'll admit is a great villain name. Gormaga crawl. You've never met a nice person named Gormaga crawl. Well, you can like, you, you can know Gormaga Kral's a, a jerk.
0: You can tell they liked it because every time one of the actors got to say it, they really bit into it. Mm. Oh no, Gormaga crawl is attacking.
1: Nom, 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 nom. That's me biting into it. Oh, okay. I'm literalizing your metaphor for that, the sake of
0: comedy. Uh, th- th- thanks for for making my metaphor into a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gromanga oh. Crawl has a device that explodes suns and oh, it, then it, takes it, the it, energy from suns and puts them into, like, energy canisters. Mm. And I love his plan. His plan is he's going to explode all the suns he can mm. so he can fill the energy canisters, which oh. will give him the power he needs to rule the universe. You already have a gun
0: that blows up suns. Well, I'm, What more do you need? What do those things charge up that's worse than that? He, he's going to use them as currency so he can buy the universe. He can buy rulership. He can bribe his way Dude, under the throne. He's already there's depreciating
1: no... the universe's value with every sun he destroys. <laughs>
0: you you know, can't do that. Remember it's... when Malcolm McDowell was destroying suns in Star Trek Generations? I, I do, do remember that. Yeah. 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 Nobody else remembers. I remember that crap. It's not good. Uh, I watched that movie a bunch. Gotta move that space ribbon. What if yeah. you just flew a spaceship into it? Because the spaceships all got destroyed. They actually brought that up.
1: Yeah, it didn't matter. Last time the spaceship just put William Shatner in the space ribbon.
0: Well, it kind of snatched him out of the ship, but yeah. Then just keep keep at it, man. Yeah, the, the, they didn't think that movie out very well. <laughs> no, <they laughs> that, that plot doesn't make <laughs> any sense. None whatsoever. Oh, God, how can we get Kirk and Picard together? Uh, Time travel. No, no, too simple. We need something way more convoluted. So the scientist who invented
1: the Mm -hmm. weapon that only exists to destroy suns and put their energy into canisters is shocked that it's being used for violence. Again,
0: well, he he's and again, he says, "I invented this to help people," but then it's immediately established that he did it on commission. Yeah, like you didn't. You did it because you were hired. Yeah, you were an inventor for hire on this one. You did it for a paycheck. It's not even like it's not even and you like can be real Shocked, genius. Where yeah. Like
1: if you remember the plot of Real Genius, it was about a bunch of like tech nerds at mm. basically Caltech, but not actually Caltech, like super Caltech. And uh, their whole their whole project in school was to build a high power laser. They thought it was a school project. They didn't realize they were doing it for the government so they could mm. use it to kill people. Right. That's a story. You could do that. Here he's just like, I just I built this gun that could blow up stars. I assumed it would be used for peaceful purposes.
0: You're yeah. a moron. You know, to get rid of all of those pesky stars in our way. Yeah. I love
1: the terminologies they use in mm. this one because it's like, Listen, a lot of cartoons and comics use pseudoscience. Let's just be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the this is comic book fantasy sci-fi world, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm totally okay with that. But there's a line you can cross, and I feel like Solar Man, when they start doing things like we, we, uh, oh, the next star is in a thing is in a place called the solar system. Aren't they Aren't all, all solar systems? systems? And then my favorite bit. Hold on, I wrote this down because mm-hmm. it made me laugh really, really hard. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, when the scientist is handing the bracelet that turns mm-hmm. uh, our hero into the, Solar Man. The circlet. Yeah. Circlet of power. Thank you. The circlet of power. The, the circlet of power. Uh-huh. When he's handing it off. Uh, He says this line, a battlecruiser is about to drain the energy from the fiery ball you call the sun. We call them fiery balls. (laughs) You call them the sun, you (laughs) primitive.
0: (laughs) The fiery ball. So on your planet, you say, ah, that's a beautiful fiery ball set. Look,
1: it's accurate. We hadn't
0: invented poetry yet. We didn't know rhyming would be important. (laughs) And Gormaga Kral is a big blue skin. Fa- he looks a lot like um, uh, the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Ronan the, the Impaler, or uh, Ronan his name the, is. Accuser, the Accuser, the yeah. Accuser.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do so, a lot of accusing in that movie, but in the comics he did.
0: Well, and and even if he's just accusing people, that that's not much of a villainy thing. I think the idea you stole the, the cookies. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, fine. You, you you didn't you didn't dry your laundry. Okay, you got me there, Ronan the Accuser. What else you got? You suck as a villain, Ronan look, the Accuser. Look,
1: contextually, it's darker. Um, but yeah, Grommash You know what he looks like? He looks like a cyborg Attila the Hun.
0: Yeah, he's got the, he's got a big, kind big dumb medieval hat, big, big big cyborg arm, gigantic robot arm, mm-hmm. and he's got like robots and alien slaves, Robo droids. Sorry, robodroids. They look yeah. like Daleks. They look like, like they look like, they Daleks, look like yeah. disco Daleks because they got like little hats on.
1: So, uh, our, our scientist escapes Gormaga Crawl and he escapes with the circle of power. It's the most powerful weapon in the universe. Mm. You'd think they would have put it in like a safe.
0: Again, it's the only safe. It's the only thing that can stop the sun sucking laser.
1: Probably shouldn't have put that like on that ship.
0: Why do you have that? Yeah, it feels like
1: <laughs> if you're gonna like double down on this on the
0: laser, yeah. get rid of the circlet, or use the circlet and don't bother with the laser. I would love to see a, a like a superhero like supervillain story. I finally developed the the evil shadow of death, and it can encircle entire planets and eat them, and it can only be stopped by this magical gem. And he just takes that gem and smashes it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> and then they go on with the story. <laughs> my thing is this: so your gruma- your grimaga crawl. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm. I've worked very hard to become so. Now
1: you've 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 worked very very hard. You've worked your mm. way up the ladder. You're finally. You're not just any crawl. You're the Gormaga crawl at this point. And I, I didn't spend
0: seven years at crawl medical school. Not to be called Gormaga <laughs> crawl. Uh,
1: so you're a Gormaga crawl, mm. and you have this incredibly elaborate universe-altering plan to destroy suns and suck out the energy and put them in canisters for reasons. Mm. You also have a circlet of power. Now, the circlet of power is a bracelet. And Mm -hmm. when you have the bracelet on and sunlight hits the bracelet, you turn into basically
0: Superman. You can fly. You got super strength and you're hunky and badass. In in fact, that's the first thing that young Ben says when he first puts on the bracelet Mm. and turns into Solar Man. Yeah. He says, wow, I'm a hunk. And then he says, fantabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... uh,
1: yeah. I don't. I don't think if catch race is going to catch on. It doesn't really have an Fun. intimidating power of Fant. its cloppering time.
0: Fantabulous, fantabulous. Yep.
1: And uh, anywho, mm. but yeah, you're crawl. You build this thing. You've got the circlet of power, and this, the only thing that can stop you is this bracelet. And if you put on the bracelet, you become this superhero, and the bracelet cannot be removed. Why aren't you wearing that bracelet?
0: Like, he knew about it. Well, who were you going to give it to? Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe it only goes on, like, one wrist or the other. Like, it can, it can only go on left wrists. Okay, well, that's... And, and guess what Gormaga Crawl's missing?
1: He still a has a big... wrist. It's no, just
0: not, not, He's got a big robot wrist. It won't fit on his robot wrist. Maybe he can't wear it on his robot wrist. Get an wrist. extender. <laughs> you know, like... You get <laughs> an like extender of, of, his, a, of what, his shoulder that reaches down and no, 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 like, the, make a new the, arm. Of the, of the bracelet. Just get a little, like, like, little extra hook on there you know well but where is he gonna hook it on though his fucking arm well but it not his robot arm is a robot arm i don't know shoulder uh, uh, no nope, only wrists oh shut up it needs it needs right
1: it only works with left wrists okay okay <laughs> if you're just gonna make shit up yeah we're gonna move then,
0: then i'm writing for solar man aren't you i
1: <laughs> so the scientist crash lands on earth and he crashes on a beach and our hero sees the ufo land and he's mm. just like well, admittedly, that's interesting. I should go check that out. But he says it in the nerdiest way possible, mm-hmm. and he runs out. And there's this blue-skinned dying alien on a beach by like Santa Monica Pier. And it has and, the
0: Green Lantern I mean the uh Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's the Green Lantern it's story. Totally the Green Lantern story. They just <laughs> ripped it off. But uh, he's just like, oh, help me, Gromaga Crawl! Earth danger, and like there's a whole bunch of people there. No, they're
0: walking on the beach, and, and there is a line of dialogue. Well, he's I'm I don't want to mess, we better move no, on. No, I think. No, he here says. is he might be he might be in trouble, but why get involved? And but then why walk away? <laughs> so, clearly, this was made in the 1980s when people just didn't
1: care. Um. And, uh, yeah, so our hero is the only person who stops and helps someone mm. dying on a beach, Which so he gets the super Which immediately
0: qualifies him to be a superhero.
1: Well, actually, the scientist like, he dies, and then he comes back as, like, a ghost, and, mm-hmm. like, Ben is, like, really confused by this. He was just like, yes, I brought this circulative power here. Great, then you can use it.
0: No. No, that's not I'm the way... I'm this-
1: dead. <laughs> that's not how this... <laughs> God, I wish I'd met someone else. He (laughs) literally says, you're the only person who who stopped to help me. You're the best I got. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you're the only even vaguely qualified Mm. person who happened to
0: be around where I crashed on the planet. So he he gives him the of power. And and it's a a little bracelet. It's got a little button on it. Mm. And a certain combination of things need to happen to activate it. It has to be in direct sunlight. Yeah. Not even just, like, you know, cloudy day. Mm. Direct sunlight. Direct sunlight. Um, takes light eight minutes. I guess it has to be, like, the light immediately on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it so. needs to be, like, a bright
0: mm-hmm. light. Like, what you got, basically. And and then he pushes a button while it's sunny. Yeah. It opens up, and then he pushes a secondary button, which... uh sci- like the Scientist man did not tell him about, but he figures it out anyway. Mm. Well, it's full it of o- buttons. Just it opens on. up and has a bunch of buttons. He just pushes another button, and he turns into Solar Man. If he uh, pushed another button, he would have turned into Lunar Man. Who knows? Who knows? Mm.
1: Like, seriously, I actually was wondering that myself. I'm just yeah. like, what if he's actually, like, not using it right? And he's actually, like, got the safety on, mm. and he's actually supposed to be way more powerful than this? <laughs> and, have, and have a cooler costume, but
0: he's oh, just, like, uh, he's got training wheels on it? It's like that scene in... Uh, um spider-man homecoming where he's got like no it's spider-man but he also has an iron man suit oh yeah like he's all, like, of the, all like, okay of the i'm sneaking up are... on a guy he's like okay i'm gonna go to like assassination mode and like guns start appearing <laughs> on his body he's like no 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 i don't want to assassinate anyone that was pretty funny
1: um mm. so he wakes up the next morning and goes oh that was weird and he goes to school and as he's driving to school He runs into, like, on the street, and they're just not even looking at him. They're looking away from him. Mm.
0: They're standing in an intersection, like, not in a car, but they're standing in an intersection waiting for the light to turn green.
1: Yeah. And, like, not looking at him, but then he, like, beeps, and it's like, hey, get out of the way. I'm late for school. And then their heads turn around, like, Mm. in The Exorcist, and they're, like, these robo-droids, and they start to attack him. I like those
0: robo-droids because they're robo-droids wearing, like, magenta suits. Magenta suits and really cool
1: sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. They look like like Every, every bad guy in this cartoon looks like a cheap Doctor Who villain. (laughs) <laughs> like it looks like, like something a, they would make for cheap on Doctor Who. I
0: could picture those robots in like a low budget, like a Canon film. Yeah. Yeah. Like these guys with heads that turn around, but they're just dressed in suits because they don't have a big budget.
1: Yeah. Like they're kind of cool, but not really like that's mm, that's where we're at. But the difference mm. is that this is animation. You could have drawn anything and you chose this
0: <laughs> anyway. Well, when when they break apart and their suits come off and they got robot bodies, that that's that makes more sense in animation. Yeah.
1: So our hero wants to turn into Solar Man, but it's a little cloudy. So he runs like a maniac (laughs) until he finally, like, finds, like, a stray beam of sunlight.
0: Oh, no. Solar Man. I landed in Seattle. What are we going to do? It's always raining here. It's I landed landed in, in Alaska. I landed in the north of England, where it's overcast 360 days of the year.
1: Um, He beats up the robots Mm. And then he like Turns back into Ben As like two teenage girls Looking at him It's like hey What's with all this robot stuff He's like They're robots And they're like Oh you're a stupid stupid And he's just like No And they're like Yeah And then they leave (laughs) I'm paraphrasing But
0: Uh. that's the gist of it Oh and he also comments Okay I'm a superhero now And he You know He turns into Solar Man He's got the costume He's got a different voice He's got a different face it's a different person now, more or less. And immediately we begin, we begin to see his brain deteriorating because he turns. Well, first of all, he turns back into a boy. who's like, I could be just like Spidey or the Green Guy or an old, old green old skin. Old green skin, racist. <laughs> but uh, first of all. Okay, I understand that that like old green skin and Spidey and Cap, those were all Stan Leeisms. You really mm. really tried to give those nicknames to those characters. There are
1: also things you can say without actually using the superhero's name, mm. just in case like you sell Solar Man to one network and mm. Captain America can, is on another one, Spider Man's say, oh, on another I'd one. I'd be just
0: like Cap. Who, yeah. Oh yeah, who's Cap? Well, Cap like, is not copyright. Uh, captain Canuck, yeah, First the Canadian of all,
1: Captain America—that's a real thing. If
0: I knew somebody who was a captain, I would never call them Cap. No one has ever said Cap, even if I met Cap'n Crunch, I'd call him Cap'n. <laughs> <laughs> Touché. The the Stan, My point is the Stan Lee forced nicknames he he made those happen. Look, those are not only, natural at there all. There was only so
1: much room in the speech bubbles. you had to like, uh, You know, I'm you guessing that convince. that was probably
0: why. He couldn't, so. couldn't write out Captain America every time. Yeah, it gets boring. But then when he g- turns into Solar Man, he says I better turn back into Ben before I'm late for sc- I mean, he's late for school. And He's already having an identity crisis. And he says,
1: this could give a guy an identity crisis. And oh. it's like, it's already happening. Yeah, it's,
0: it's not good. Yeah. This is you're where you're already two people in one consciousness, and this is not going to work.
1: I'd kind of like to see that, like superhero story, where like it does start immediately affecting their mind. Like we've toyed with it a little bit, like mm. with Venom, yeah. or whatever, I and mean, we've been done in the comics, obviously, but I'm talking about it in the movies. Just some really dark, like 1980s David Cronenberg Dead Ringers <laughs> thing. Like, just really, mm. really get into the sticky aspect of it. Because again, we've talked about this before on this and other podcasts. Secret identities are dead. Yeah, movies in particular. There's still a few on TV, Arrow, The Flash, Daredevil. It's not an
0: important part of the of the superhero mythos any longer. And it
1: used to be about the duality of the human na- nature and mm-hmm. spirit. And, you know, Well, that. it
0: also gives the kids the fantasy that they, they could like, they could pull a fast one on their friends. I could be a superhero mm. or your dad could be a superhero or your teachers could be superheroes. As far as you know, one thing it, it, it was far more tantalizing to have a, a secret identity.
1: One thing. Uh, and having now that I've all these memories have come flooding back in because I watched solar man. Cause again, I read the comics the second issue of Solar Man, mm. in which Solar Man ended up fighting Doctor Doom, who was who was in, in the, an educational <laughs> environment, he was going to destroy the ozone layer. That oh, was Doctor Doom's okay. stick that week. Yeah. So Solar oh, Man God. fought Doctor Doom. Hmm. It was a thing, but before he fought Doctor Doom, he it turns out his dad runs a gym. Okay. So now it's so starting to make a little more he's sense. He's not just
0: a, an, an athlete or yeah, an athletics nut. He's not, he's not, like, nut. He he's he's not actually an accountant runs a who's
1: like really into fitness. He's It's his job. Okay. okay. So, okay. Starting to make a little bit more
0: sense. There, just have that in the cartoon. There's no reason why they couldn't have it. just they, had him dressed in gym suit.
1: They, 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 just animate
0: him that way. They, it doesn't they, cost you any extra. <laughs> I'm
1: sure they thought they would get to it in episode two, yeah. like they did in the comics. Yeah. But Solar Man ends up beating up a bunch of gangsters who are trying to shake down Dad's gym, like for protection money or whatever. Oh and then Dad looks at his real son and he just says, why can't you be more like Solar Man? He works out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hunk. Yeah. So, talk about identity crisis. Dad <laughs> likes the superhero version of me better than me. At least, at
0: least Aunt May prefers Peter Parker to Spider Man. Like, well, although Lois Lane prefers Superman to Clark Kent, so we already <laughs> kind of had that. Yeah, that's that's true. But at mm. least. But that's more of a romantic thing. Yeah, you know, that's not your dad. Yeah,
1: like that's just someone at work who doesn't like you much. Yeah. Like mm. your dad should like you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like this is not prime level Stanley, mm. the late like, great Stanley. Like when he was creating something like Spider Man or the Hulk, there was a certain amount of like inherent pathos to the construction of those characters that makes them last, that makes them resonate. Mm. I feel like with Solar Man he was going to get to the father son thing more. Like that was kind of more important. Like there's the idea that like you're, you know, this version of you that your parents see, mm. but it's not really you. Yeah. You know, cat stop the, playing the, with that The
0: face you put on. There's a cat underneath the, the table playing with a plastic bag. Stop, stop doing that. You bet. But yeah, uh, okay. first of all, this wasn't like a Stanley creation. Secondly, not everything Stanley did was, was a good idea. That's true. Um, he, and it's kind of fun watching Stan Lee, like, going back and watching, like, old old uh, film footage of Stan Lee or seeing old letters of Stan Lee of him trying to hype a project that was just doomed to fail. Yeah. Like, he really put himself into some of these things that just did not succeed. He was do you a remember, spokesman. That was his you know, job. Do you remember Ravage 2099? Hell
1: yes, I remember Ravage 2099. St- he was a garbage man in 100 Years in the Future. Yeah. And that made him a superhero. And he
0: ended up turning into, like, a monster. Like, he got mutated right. at I one point. That's I forgot they yeah. did
1: end up, like... Because at first he was I'd, just, like...
0: He just some badass garbage you know, some, man. Yeah but, yeah, but
1: then he... Yeah, you're right. He got, but like, then, then he got
0: superpowers. Yeah, he got turned into, like, a wolf man kind of thing with, like, horns sticking out of his face. Totally forgot. That I was a Stan that. Lee creation. Like, that was his idea. He liked the idea of Ravage 2099. They, they can't all be winners. <laughs> they can't all Where be Where is winners. Ravage 2099 now? I
1: don't know. He probably was a, gonna get a pilot until <laughs> Solar Man failed. Anyway... Solar Man uh, defeats the robots and defeats any chance he ever had of being social with other human beings. Mm. And then the robots repair themselves instantly and take him back up to the spaceship. Where he We're, fights
0: more different robots. Yeah,
1: he fights uh, Kral, You know, It's like, Gromaga Crawl. we brought you the human. He has a circlet. And he's just like, we'll take it off. We can't. We'll take off his arm then. Which is yeah. actually like very pragmatic for a villain in this kind of cartoon. And like, <laughs> actually threatening. Mm. And you see the kid's face like That's my drawing arm. Like, you can see that, like, going to his... Like, that's his big concern. Mm. He is rescued by the daughter, niece, girlfriend
0: of the scientist that was hazy on their relationship. I I, I think she's just another scientist. They said said she was, like, another solar scientist of some kind. They're
1: close, regardless. Um, She saves him. I guess she dies, and then he turns into Solar Man, and he teams up with a stupid robot named Beepy.
0: I thought they were saying, B- well, he, it's a little, it, it's even worse than the robots from the black hole. Uh, it's just like a little smiley face. It says, you know, what's your name? It just says, beep, 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 because that's all it can say. Yeah. So it's like a Pokemon. No, it's, it's, and, like,
1: uh, it's like BBA, 8 is what it is. I, I it thought, just makes beeping noises. I thought
0: they said BB, which was the name of the robot in Wes Craven's Deadly Friend. Mm-hmm. And, and that made me think the robot was way more interesting than it was, like it had a human brain or something, or was well, murderous. No, it's just a little thing. It opens up a portal into space, letting sunlight pour in and allowing, allowing Solar Man to activate. Cool. And he beats up a bunch of robots.
1: I'm still hazy on whether or not BB-8 was named after BB from Deadly Friend. I feel like someone involved had to bring it up at some point. You know there's mm. another robot, mm. and that there's actually a song about that robot. Called BB. And then JJ J. Abrams was like, I know. Muttley laugh, which I assume he has. He he created you know, a character based off of the movie Phantasm. I don't put it I don't put Deadly Friend past him. Anyway, he rescues B uh, uh Mm. And outruns a laser in order to stop it from destroying
0: the sun. He flies into the laser with his fist outstretched, and it, it like, you know, like that d- dissolves when it hits his body. And yeah. Yeah. you know how it works. Mm. Uh,
1: Gramonga crawls like I'll get you, gadget, and mm. runs away. And and then. Um, mm. That's it, basically. Dad shows up at the end for like a little coda or something, and he's just like, yeah, "Those comic books right in your brain, blah de blah blah No,
0: like somebody, uh, like a girl stops by oh, and ta- right. talks about, oh, you talk about those comic books as if they're real because he's doing a comic book mm. of what he just went through.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, that's an interesting premise, a comic book artist who is also moonlighting as a superhero and is just writing his own autobiography and selling it as fiction.
1: hmm
0: You know who did that? Who did that? Captain America. That was a Captain America story for a Captain while. Captain
1: America was actually a pretty good artist, and he was drawing Captain America comics for a while in the comics. That was yeah. his, like, day job. <laughs>
0: Captain America has a day job. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so a lot of superheroes need a day job. He's, he's in the military. Isn't, doesn't he not get military at, not, pay? No, not after a while, no. He's in, the, like, military reserve or something? You would think. Also, why is he still a captain? Shouldn't he be like a major by now? Or? It's an honorarium. He didn't actually go up the proper channels. So he's just stayed honorary captain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did he ever think about getting proper military training?
1: Um, I think he wanted to be
0: work as a civilian. Okay. But he you still know? has the, the rank of captain.
1: Well, I mean, don't they don't take that away from you. It's like if you're not the president anymore, people still call you Mr. President.
0: He should. Le- Did he ever think about legally changing his name to Steve America so he could actually be Captain America? He
1: wants, like, he wanted like a private life. That was the whole point.
0: He wanted. He wanted the secret identity. Yeah,
1: you wanted. You want to be mm. able to hang out and be normal once in a while. Why wouldn't you?
0: I I suppose it's like, so. when,
1: it's like when Steve Martin used to go out and he would like go out in a wig, so people didn't recognize him for his hair. You mm-hmm. know, like you want to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. When Abby Hoffman went out, he was always mobbed by photographers. And uh, he hated that. He hated being mobbed by photographers. And uh, so one day he just wrote the F word on his head. <laughs> he just <laughs> wrote it across his forehead. It's like, you, you, fine, take all the pictures you want. You can't publish any of these, can you? <laughs> you can't publish the F word in your magazines.
1: Anyway, uh, that is hmm. Solar Man. That's what that was. That's ca-
0: that's it. And yeah. Solar Man predates Captain Planet. and he the
1: does Planet quite a bit, And, and yeah.
0: Captain Planet was a very transparent... Uh, effort by Ted Turner to get government backing for uh, a cartoon show and mm-hmm. to
1: It has a very pro-environmentalism uh, message. Pro-environmentalism, and, and,
0: pro-environmentalism message yeah. but it also like fulfilled some sort of quota for like environmental responsibility like, and I think rather than paying like carbon offsets he, he made Captain Planet and that got him off the hook for some sort of legal I, I need to look up the details but there, there was a calculated reason behind sure. Captain Planet Solar Man started its life in that realm. It was trying to you know, sell social, mes- social messages. Yeah. Uh, he was the star of that worksheet you filled out in the fourth grade that was teaching you about solar energy. There you go. It's like, and it's hosted by Solar Man. It's this really lame little drawing that was clearly cranked out in like two minutes by some poor artist somewhere. And it's curious that this socially conscious symbol for teaching kids about solar energy had its only reason for existence taken away and stanley essentially turned it into the green lantern story mm-hmm. with a yellow clad yellow-haired guy he's got the big sort of sun-like yellow hair with with extreme with extreme daddy
1: issues yeah like spielbergian daddy issues about how dad didn't love me mm. and i have to be a superhero in order to compensate and oh, the yeah. dad will love the superhero version of me, but the actual version of me, mm. nothing but resentment.
0: Yeah. And again, I think Stanley's bored. <laughs> I think he's I think trying he's to create, fair, trying yeah. to make, make the character more interesting than he is. Uh, this show touches on none of that. Like the daddy issues is way underneath. There's that one little taste that he's going a little bit crazy, <laughs> but it's essentially just a, yet another, in a long line of really bad toyetic superhero cartoons from the mid 1980s that aren't really notable in any sort of way. I'm trying to think of what else was coming out at the time, like in the mid-1980s. What, what other superhero shows? But this
1: is the age of... Well, here's what we've got to remember. The well, other superhero shows at that time were superhero shows that were big teams because you wanted to sell action figures. Right. So you had like your G.I. Joes. Your Bionic you,
0: Sixes and all yeah, that uh, things. Your,
1: your Thundercats. Or, Silver Hawks. Uh, Dino Saucers, which to the best of my knowledge didn't have action figures. And I would have bought them. They were <laughs> cool. The uh, dinosaurs were cool.
0: They were I used cool the, designs. I used the word toyetic, and that was a, a word come up with by um, Joel Schumacher. T- oh Schumacher came up with that? Well, term,
1: I don't know who came up with it, but it's like he's the one who popularized it oh, okay. with his commentary track for Batman and Robin, which is basically a feature length apology for directing Batman and Robin. If you don't like <laughs> Batman and Robin, it is a must listen. Just, it's very cathartic.
0: Just two hours of him flagellating himself yeah, with a sage, brush, like, but yeah. He
1: was like, This is they told me they wanted it. I could have fought them. I didn't. Oh. Now we've got this. I thought this was a pretty funny scene once.
0: <laughs> like, he's pretty
1: fair about it.
0: it. Says, "Oh, there's nipples on the bat suit." That is not a problem with this movie. It's really not. It's yeah, like people the... didn't
1: complain about it in Batman Forever. They didn't. It was there in Batman. Forever. It was Forever. there. Yeah,
0: people did not complain about it in mm. Batman Forever. This, uh, I guess it was a little more blatant in Batman and Robin, where they're just zooming in on butts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we did to- that
1: Batman Forever 2.
0: Toyetic was uh, something that a lot of cartoon executives in the 1980s and 90s taught, uh, used to describe their cartoons. Is it toyetic? Can we take these things and make toys out of them? Yeah. And a lot of shows, in fact most shows were based directly on how toyetic they could be. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were toys to begin with in the 1980s. And a lot of them were pitched as either being able to sell toys or They had uh, what they called marquee value. They had some sort of recognizable property attached to them. Yeah, they are based on a movie or something, yeah. Solar Man is neither of those things. Like, there was a pre-existing Solar Man character, but he wasn't, like, a huge name. No, have you heard of him? No. Audience? (laughs) I'm I'm asking you, did you ever hear of this
1: guy? And if you heard of him, did you hear about him before Marvel? Probably not. Probably not. I'd be very
0: surprised if you did. So, so Solar Man, although a pre-existing property, has no commercial value... And I guess Solar Man, you could get a Solar Man doll. Like, that yeah. is toyetic in that way. But he doesn't take place in, like, this big, vast universe with a lot of characters. It doesn't, he you know, it doesn't, like, drive a cool car or have a ship or anything. Mm-hmm. I suppose he fought robots in one scene, but I'm, I'm only a couple seeing. A of
1: different designs of robots. I'm seeing,
0: like, three or four toys here.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe my mind isn't stretching Solar far Man, enough.
1: You got Solar yeah. Man, you got Gromaga Crawl, yeah. you got the two scientists, I guess. You got the robot. You got you got the dumb robot. You got the sunglass robot, mm. and you can sell more than one of those because they all look like the same design. Mm. And then you have the tentacle robots.
0: Okay, so you got a couple,
1: and you got like the the space laser
0: playset. Mm. Uh, yeah, it opens
1: up, and there's like some stuff in there, and right. you can like, run down hallways and shit.
0: These are some lame ass toys. They are lame yeah. <laughs> ass toys.
1: I'm just saying there there are, there are some toys, mm. and then you get like the really shitty toys that like no one buys. Like like you know when you go to like. Rite Aid and they have like (laughs) Cyborg Man. They have some they have some branded action figures but it's always like Hmm. the last on the list. Like they would have, for Solar Man, Rite Aid would have Dad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) action figure. Wow, Star Trek toys. Oh look, eight Guinans.
1: (laughs) I like Guinan. We don't need eight of them. We don't
0: need eight Guinans. (laughs) Don't need eight Guinans. Unless you want to reenact your like you have the, the, the you have the Enterprise playset, but no other toys, and they've all been turned into Guinan in this story, <laughs> and they're all listening very well to one another, and that's how they solve their crisis. They listen to the computer. <laughs> I right. need eight Guinans for that. Said one sad child. Okay,
1: I, you laugh, but, like, seriously, if there was a Star Trek Next Generation episode where everyone got turned into Gynen mm. and Whoopi Goldberg played... They played every all of, of the
0: Guinans. I would kill. <laughs> if they had to the see Gynen
1: play Data. To see Whoopi Goldberg play Data, played data and data. Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. that's a good episode of that show. And if they ever did, like... Star Trek The Next Generation, the animated series, like they did with the original series, where oh. it's just, like, it's all the same... Same place. cast members, yeah, yeah. it takes place during the classic era, it's just what happened between episodes, they had a ton more adventures. That's an episode I want. The all-Gynan episode. <laughs> That's a great episode.
0: Made by Filmation. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs>
1: If Solar Man had lasted 100 episodes,
0: what the heck would have happened? The usual superhero crap, we would have introduced a couple other—well, here's the here's the, the paths they have. They either—Gormaga Gr- is the villain in every single one, and he has some new plot, and he uses the same robots every time to yeah. do his bidding, or you have a villain every week. I think you have a villain every week, but I think
1: you have villains that have like a certain recurring theme. I think you could go with Captain Planet type villains. Yeah, you like know, big what, the, uh, mad so, scientists, and, pollutants. And
0: they're all like anti-sun in some way. They're all darkness or, or moon or night related. Or they're so, about like pollution yeah, or blob. fossil
1: fuel or something like right, oil right. man or something like o- that. You know, oil
0: man. <laughs> yeah, like
1: something. You know, like that's it's that's got very idea. very
0: moist skin.
1: Yeah, like what happens when like you know? Oh, I I just have to. Uh, Show my bracelet to the sun But damn it
0: mm-hmm. It's covered in oil Or How about the story Where he has to go up to that uh, Like above the arctic circle Where it's night for Months at a yeah, time Yeah that's
1: what i was yeah. saying If he went to like Alaska or mm-hmm. something With like the 30 days a night right. thing, Like that would be Real inconvenient
0: mm-hmm. to be him mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah And and it has to be direct sunlight, so you can't get around. So, oh, well, the the moon's directing, is reflecting the sun's light, so technically Mm. moonlight Yeah,
1: he can change into Solar Man at night, but he has no powers. Like, that's (laughs) the sun, that's the moon reflection light. His
0: outfit is gray, his hair isn't feathered anymore, and he's just really depressed. Just him going to work. Um, You could could have him team up with Moon
1: Knight. Moon Knight really isn't, like, that kind of moon. It's more like a metaphor.
0: (laughs) Well, like in the, in this version, he's, he's he has moon other more direct moon powers. Moon Knight's gonna turn turn up in a movie eventually. And oh, I'm it's gonna, only a matter of time. And I'm gonna be really sad.
1: I was bummed he wasn't part of like the Netflix. Moon Knight's actually kind of a neat character because mm. he's actually a character who actually had that identity crisis where mm. he had to have m- multiple alter egos and he started like mm. having difficulty like telling his life apart. Yeah. it actually did affect his mind. I thought that was kind of an interesting oh, okay. idea for a superhero.
0: Moon Knight. You're get add, but... Moon Knight, Sleepwalker, and Darkhawk, and <sighs> some other really... Nomad. Mm-hmm. Nomad! Oh man. oh, man. Or Terror Inc. You're going to yeah. get Terror okay. Inc and Terror in Inc's a great
1: character. <laughs> Terror Inc is a great character. Terror <laughs> Inc was a Marvel superhero whose superpower was he could take a severed body part and oh. attach it to his own body and do what that body part did. Yeah. So like if you like saw a murder he could pull out his own eye and pull out your eye. Hopefully you're dead, and he would put it in his face. And really he would coolish. see murder, and he, he looks that's a cool like cool idea
0: for a character. And he looks like the crypt keeper. He looks like a zombie. Yeah,
1: that's actually because like mm. has to think, is the parts of him would decompose, oh. so he had to constantly <laughs> replace them anyway. <laughs> that is a cool idea for a character mm. that has no place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I would love well, to see could, an R R-rated. Make, no.
0: Sony could make one, you know. Sony that's my could my point. make yeah.
1: You could make like a standalone thing, like an R-rated, thirty million dollar horror noir hybrid thing. Mm. with ter- About terror. Ter- ter- yeah. That's a great character. There's this whole untapped area of Marvel Comics I think in particular. I think the- DC is playing with it more than Marvel is. the dark stuff. Like the weird stuff like <laughs> Fool
0: Killer. You know? like where I, it's I just, don't know. Oh, oh gosh, I haven't thought about Fool Killer right? in a long time.
1: But there's this whole like wide variety of uh, Damon Hellstrom. He's literally Satan's
0: son. Mm. Uh, I was you, I was really into the 90s reboot of Damon Hellstrom. Right? But like you could there's, like, this whole horror mm. angle. Like, we're starting to do
1: all the cosmic stuff in Marvel, and we've done some of, like, the street-level, like, urban crime fighting in New York with, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. What about the horror stuff?
0: There's some creepy <laughs> stuff, Marvel stuff. Well, you could do, like, this whole that's offshoot where I, Blumhouse kind of thing. It is where Ghost Rider came from, but Ghost Rider was sort of, like, the only really popular one to come out of that corner of, of the Marvel... Well, Blade... Well, Blade, but Blade was... Arguably,
1: uh, Doctor was an, Strange was part of that, but yeah, different, slightly
0: different. Blade was a supporting character in Ghost Rider comics.
1: No, Blade was a supporting character in Tomb of Dracula and then became the star of Tomb of Dracula.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. So, oh, that's right. He went, goes, he back goes, he way, goes back. way back. He goes way back. I was thinking they invented him for Night Stalkers, which was...
1: No, way the hell back.
0: Blade, the son of Dracula, and the, the first Ghost Rider, but not a Ghost Rider anymore. Yeah. All teamed up and fought bad guys. It's good stuff. Was Solar Man canceled too soon? Oh no! No, I don't. I don't need more Solar Man. He's not an intriguing character. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's not intriguing. His powers aren't interesting. His backstory isn't interesting. Even the design is boring. Like it's the it's it's, the kind of thing that like a twelve a twelve year old would come up in the margin of their notes during algebra.
1: It's like it's like you uh, would get like a coloring book and it would be like a generic superhero costume with like tights and shoulder pads mm-hmm. and then you could design your own thing and all you did was you colored like part of it gold the other part orange and you gave him a belt with a sun on it mm-hmm. like even is like even if you're like five and be like hey, kid you can do a little better than that like, let your imagination soar okay like <laughs> there's minimalism and then there's not trying like
0: now, oh maybe the comment on solar man then <sighs> is he's a boring superhero because the main character isn't that creative yet. Like, he's still testing out uh, ideas. Okay,
1: now that's actually kind of interesting.
0: Like, if, if a, a young kid, like a 14-year-old, turned into a superhero of his own making, he wouldn't be that complex a, a hero, and it would have yeah. kind of an outlandish outfit.
1: They played with that in Green Lantern
0: a little bit, actually.
1: The idea is oh, that... Because
0: you can create anything you can think of, and if you can't think of anything, then you yeah, can't think like, can like Hal, anything. like, Kyle
1: Jordan was, a, was, like, a test pilot Like, Mm. he's brave and he's heroic, but he's not exactly a creative genius when it comes down to what can I make with my mind. Mm. But later on, like, a couple of Green Lanterns down the road, they had Kyle Rayner, who was literally a comic book artist, and he came up with crazy shit. (laughs) And it was a neat idea. It's like, Mm. yeah, it really is kind of limited by your own imagination, and you kept giving Green Lantern rings to test pilot, football guy, Mm -hmm. and marine,
0: all not, like, not creative types. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they all did fine, but like, there's a reason why Cal Jordan kept going back to a boxing glove. Why would I need to come up with something else? Because <laughs> you have a source of unlimited it, power.
0: like, like, when, like when, all, when all you have is a giant glowing green cosmic boxing glove, you seem to see every problem as a killwog. Killwog is not the problem. wog oh, uh, is a solution. Oh, he's, he's also a Green Lantern, isn't yeah, he? Yeah,
1: he's like the Green Lantern drill sergeant.
0: Oh, okay, I i would like, forgotten <laughs> that was one of the only names from Green Lantern I could remember. Well, what was the bad guy's name? It was just Parallax, wasn't it? Parallax was the bad guy in the movie. Okay. Parallax
1: and was Parallax and um oh who's the uh, um, the Yellow Lantern Hector Hammond? He was the oh, brain okay. guy.
0: And then the Yellow Lantern was Sinestro. Sinestro, which you know, I, but he's who he started out as a Green Lantern, but he's he has he looks like a devil and his name's Sinestro.
1: There's a good bit in uh, the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Hmm. Doing this whole series On the Marvels On the Marvels Has brought back So many comic book memories. <laughs> I've thought of <laughs> oh, it was so long. Garbage But history. there was a bit In Fantastic Four uh, yeah. And the ultimate Fantastic Four Is this big reboot of it And it was pretty good Actually for a long time They went to the Negative zone And there they met A demonic creature Called Annihilus And they do talk hmm. about that Your name is Annihilus House is just like I appreciate that it sounds like something really scary in your language, but trust me, in our language it's like Bob. Like it's just it's just that no, I happen to be evil, but it has nothing to do with the name. Like.
0: There's a joke like that in an Earthworm Jim comic where they they summon this gigantic demon. It's like you know 90 feet tall, has horns and bat wings and like a skull face and fangs. But he's voiced by Ben Stein. Uh. Like hey, oh yeah, what's going on? It's like what's your name? Well, okay, funny story. You would think I'd be like Throcktar or, or like Galgamor the Destroyer? But well, you know, long story short, my name is Rosebud. <laughs> and then he just starts like drinking this giant cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: It's an old joke, but it's a good joke.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Solar Man was not canceled too soon. Solar Man was a bad cartoon, <laughs> and if memory serves, quite a bad comic. Mm. And I'm glad that we've moved on. <laughs> I'm glad that we're done with it. Um, it's. I'm. I'm glad we explored this weird corner because a lot of people forget that Marvel did odd stuff like this. Oh yeah. Uh, Solar Man lives on. Solar Man would end up being taken back by the creator, and then. Rebooted, mm-hmm. and I think Scout Comics, uh, as a like 21st century cool hacker who mm-hmm. has solar powers. Now, totally different vibe, totally different origin, totally different character.
0: They still uh, call him Solar Man. They, they, they still... own
1: Solar Man. They probably realized that the whole Stanley thing was kind of dumb. I, I so think I, on.
0: I think I appreciate because I, I read, like I said, I read the 90s Hellstorm comics, and in the 70s he was a character called Son of Satan. Yeah. yeah, and he was son of Satan and a mortal woman, and he was just a devil guy had a big uh, pentagram on his chest. And he wore this big flouncy cape and had devil hair and red eyes. Yeah. and it was really corny. Yeah, it was. It was like a, a comic book it version. It sounded. Of it sounded more horror than it yeah. was.
1: Yeah.
0: And then in the nineties, he went like. Full bore angsty, like long uh, okay. draping locks and an open sh- open like long if coat, if no shirt. If your dad is Satan,
1: yeah. I think you're allowed to be angsty.
0: Yeah, and but they like went like super nineties angsty. Like again,
1: if your dad is literally <laughs> like Nine Inch Satan, you al- kind of. If Trent Reznor's dad was Satan, would you be like, "Well, get over it"? You'd be like, "No, that explains a That'd, lot." Yeah, Duck yeah. yourself out.
0: So, but I I think I appreciate. That. How comic book writers repurpose characters they already have more than simply inventing new characters Mm -hmm. in print, because I, I think the stress to continue stories forces them to go down some really strange paths. Most of them stink. But yeah. I appreciate them trying to do whatever they can to keep this alive. That's, you know, essentially paralleling paralleling them with uh, soap operas. Yeah. You have to come up with all kinds of outlandish stories just to keep things going.
1: And then you also have
0: mm. to find a lot of padding. And yeah. soap operas,
1: mm. like, an entire week will go by with only one plot point. Yeah. But it's a hell of a plot point. And if you put them all together, it sounds like a lot happened this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, dear friends... Is this episode canceled too soon? Thank you for listening. That is the uh, Marvelous Month of Marvels. We'll continue later this week with our look at Blade the series, starring Sticky Fingers. From Onyx. Yeah. And uh, uh, a villain who is basically Dracula from Dracula the series. Mm-hmm. Like, he's literally that guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's worked on by Dave Goyer, uh, who of course a... work on the movies, and Jeff Johns. Uh, who kind of revitalized the DC universe it's got a really good pedigree Mm. does it hold up we'll find out in a few days it's got a
0: really great uh, female lead so far yeah Mm. Um, what do you remember her name I forgot the actress's name I'm gonna look it up just so so we're not a jerk Uh, tell them what we're doing after Mm. that well, after that, uh, we put out a poll to you, uh, dear listeners, and it was a three-way tie between uh, the first three. What was the fourth one that was cast off and nobody uh, wanted no to see? W- no
1: one, no one particular. We got a couple of votes votes for Power Pack. It was it so, television
0: sitcom? So we're not going to do super powered family. We are not going to do Power Pack. We are, however, going to be doing uh, the rather notorious 1998 pilot for Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Who uh, is. Who looked exactly like Nick Fury did in the comics at the time. Yeah, ripped from the page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: no arguing that. Um, but um, it's a and very cheesy show. Written by David Goyer, who did you
0: know, Again, everything. And David yeah. Goyer,
1: two David Goyers in a row, we're doing. Uh, the actor's name is Jill Wagner. She was also known for hosting the uh, competition show Wipeout. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, she's really, really good in Blade the series, so we're going to be talking about
0: that too. Very good and very game.
1: <laughs> she's totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, but don't forget, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash soon, uh, for exclusive content. We have some bonus episodes that we owe you. We're going to be doing both of the live-action Captain America TV movies in the 1970s on uh, that show in the next mm-hmm. week or so. Uh, we also were a little behind on our podcast Only the Best. Yeah, uh, which is just November is a really busy month for film critics. Everyone's trying to cram in every screening because no one wants to do any work in December. So <laughs> pretty much, so yeah. we're seeing like five well, or six screenings a week, and it just takes time. and We're sorry yeah. about that. We're gonna we're catching up as fast as we can. Um, but you will have more of the Only the Best podcast where, where we review every single nominee for Best Picture in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going on as well. And also, don't forget, you can listen to us on the Critically Acclaimed podcast over at the Schmo's No Network. We have a ton of movie reviews and we're about to record it right now. Okay. It's already 1.40 in the morning, so we're going to go. So thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, we will see you next season.